You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. It is a... Uh, a small crew today. It's a little bare bones right now. I mean, Julia's supposedly supposed to be back, but yeah, she said she was coming, and then she said she got. Then she said she hit some cars, and her boyfriend's driving her, and traffic is bad, or I don't know. And I don't know if you noticed this, but Jeremy's voice is missing. So he uh, he had a medical procedure last Friday. Uh, we we knew that he was not going to be here today, and we will let him expound upon that on upon his return. his return. But things were successful. He is fine. He will be back. Uh, nobody worry about about Jeremy. He's he is a rock star. So, uh, yeah. So maybe Julia will be here. Maybe not. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> we needed to get going though. We've got uh, a lot of stuff to get to this week. Um, it's episode 399 of the new Utah podcast. Uh, I'm Chris and that's Bree. Uh, <laughs> and that's all that's here right now. We do have a guest a little bit later in the show. Um, I'm very excited to talk to this gentleman. Uh, he, uh, he was someone that I met at a, uh, magic tournament locally that does some really cool stuff. And so, uh, I'm glad we could get him on the show. Um, so we'll talk to him later. Uh, but Bree and I have been busy the last couple of weeks. Um, That's true. And I thought it would be uh, fun slash entertaining for the two of us to talk about some of the stuff we've been doing and review some of those things. So one thing that we've done quite a bit of over the last little bit is uh, shooting. Keep you. So we're both gun owners, um, uh, joint gun ownership in the home. Uh, we just own some handguns. I don't feel like we're joint owners. I feel like John and Jody are joint owners because they have one gun that they jointly own. That's mostly John's gun. That but we each shoot. own a weapon. That is true. We hey, each fix have... that curtain behind you. It's bugging me. The other way. It's fixed. It's I can't see it. It's not bugging me. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, yeah, we both, we've been shooting a lot lately. So we've gone out, uh, and, um, she, really she's getting up to fix like a half inch on the curtain. Um, now I'm going to open it all the way. So. Stop being a dick. <laughs> um, so we've, we've been to a few different shooting ranges. Now I used to like, uh, it was called the gun bolt back in the day. Now it's like some custom car dealership over by uh, Schmidt's pastry cottage. Um, but. So we've been to uh, three different shooting ranges in the last couple of months uh, for we various have. things. Um, and I thought one we didn't actually shoot at, but uh, but we were in the range yes. while shots were being fired Correct. and we got to because gun ranges they can vary quite a bit in terms of like how spacious they are, how clean they are, how much airflow there is, um, and you know we're relatively new to the shooting at gun ranges. When I was a kid, all the shooting that I did was out in the middle of nowhere, so. The range was just not in town, basically. Um, so we went to, uh, we went to Legacy, which is own Legacy shooting range is over off of like 90th South and about 13th West, give or take. Uh, and it's actually owned by the folks that own Sportsman's Warehouse. And so one of the cool things about Legacy and how we actually got introduced to it is if you go to Sportsman's and you're looking to buy any weapon, um, and you want to shoot them, you can go to Legacy, and they have just about every gun that they sell at Sportsman's 
available for rent at Legacy, so you can try your hand. So it's at 1475 West, 90th South. Yep. So, like I said, roughly 13th West and 90th South. You can't miss it. Uh, it's a big white building, got a nice coffee shop, says Legacy on it. Um, it's a nice range. They have private lanes. Uh, they have a... a uh, a bunch of those. They also have an open lane area, which just means that there's dividers, but you're not really separated in, in a room per se. Um, I thought overall that's a, that's a nice range. They take good care of it. Um, it did feel a little cramped in the private lanes and the private rooms. Well, there were four of us. Um, so that's it. And they don't, they don't have like clips on the wall to hold your targets when you're not using them. Or bags so, or coats. Or well, they had else. hooks for your, for your bags and coats. Jody and I were using it. Yes, they do. They had two hooks on the back of the door, right? Okay. Well, I, I had my stuff hung and Jody had her stuff hung. Um, it was fine. They also, one thing to keep in mind too, a lot of times with private rooms, they don't necessarily have a back bench. So you have the gun bench up front, uh, where you, you know, get your weapon prepared and where you're going to load and, and fire from and you don't bring the weapon past, past the bench. Um, but they didn't have a back bench for you to like reload your magazines and stuff like that. So you have to put your stuff on the floor and, you know, just reload there, which is okay. It's not uncommon, but, um, so legacy is pretty good. And then we, we got to shoot at, uh, the arsenal, which is, uh, basically behind Rio Tinto stadium. It's like 90th, 94, fourth ish south and like third west the frontage road there that's on the side of uh i-15 um it's on the east side of i-15 uh and that that range was uh interesting it's a small uh small shop but the range itself is fairly sizable and i get the impression that there's some private rooms we did not book a private room so i think that there's something kind of like that's happening at legacy um but we didn't get to see the private rooms. We used the so, and it and it yeah. It's a shorter range too. It's so not it's the armory, the arsenal. It's the armory. Oh, it's the armory. Armory. Some fix that on my notes, or I'll write it wrong. Um, the so yeah, the armory. Wow, I'm uh, uh, clipping out here. Uh, so the armory, the main public lanes are twenty five yard lanes. So the thing about like Legacy had some longer lanes. I think. Um, that makes a difference when you're shooting more than just pistols. So if you're shooting rifles like ARs and stuff like that, uh, longer ranges are sometimes more desirable. 25 yards is usually fine for pistols, um, even at max distance there. That's a, 25 yards is a lot further than most people think in terms of, of shooting. Um, so that was, that was nice. Uh, at, uh, we used their public area. They have a really big open back area behind the range, uh, where you can set your bags down, you can set your jackets and stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, the range itself is, is okay. Um, I, I, I don't have a problem with it. Um, kind of small in terms of number of lanes and we happened to go, they were like ridiculously busy out of nowhere. They said they're never that busy. So good for them. Yeah. Uh, so not bad, but, but yeah, but really, really, really busy. So we couldn't extend our time or anything like that. Uh, and then we went to uh, TNT as oh, well. By the way, the armory is at 248 West 9210 South. Uh, yeah, basically where I said 94. No, I'm just looking up the exact addresses um, for people. And the last one that we'll talk about is TNT. Uh, TNT's actually got quite a few ranges. Uh, the one that we went to is, uh, in Murray. 
It's right next to the highway patrol station between 54th and 62nd. Yeah, it's 5669 South Commerce Drive. So it's basically the frontage road right parallel to I-15. It's a big open shop. They don't have a lot for sale. Uh, they do focus a lot on the range. They also have uh, a burger joint uh, that is attached to them and part of the business. Um, and it looked, all the stuff that I saw people eating looked really fucking good. Yeah, it good. smelled really good. They have like shakes and... All sorts of stuff, yeah. So, and then the range itself is really nice. Again, we were in the the public part of the range, but the rooms in the public range are almost private. Um, they have like barn style doors between all of them. They have barn style doors in the back. One thing I really liked about the TNT range is, so most gun ranges, if you have to go to the bathroom while you're shooting, you have to leave the range entirely. And at the TNT range, they have bathrooms inside the hallway right behind the range. So you don't actually have to go through the double doors to get to the bathrooms, which was really nice. And I don't know if you noticed this, but they have a, what, a pellet, uh, you know, skeet shooting kind of thing. Yeah, they have a, they have a skeet shooting range. They also have a hundred yard range at, at that, at that, which is really rare for an indoor uh, indoor facility. It's, it's a big facility. When you walk in, they Chris mentioned that they have a very small retail area, but the the actual like lobby of the range is huge. Yeah, and then the restaurant is completely. I say completely separate, like there's an archway that you walk through, but it's like, it's totally separate. So it's not like you're sharing the range area with the restaurant in any way, shape or form like that. You're but two you can, separate areas. Like if you need to wait, like if you're going to wait 30 minutes to get to a lane or something like that, which I can't see happening, but yeah. whatever. If you do, you could go have a burger or a soda or something. At but the they restaurant. do, they do, um, classes there and they have a classroom. Oh yeah. Like an um, actual, like nice conference style classroom yeah. with a big TV yep. and. Yep. So it's, it's a nice facility. Uh, I think it's definitely one that we'll go back to and shoot. I have to imagine too that being right next to the highway patrol facility, they probably have a lot of law enforcement that use that facility. It's really nice. I really, really like that range. I would say out of the three, it is the nicest in terms of like everything about it was just much more kept up. And yeah. Cause, cause even the, like the semi private, I don't know. I, I would consider them fairly private. The, um, the booths that we were in, they were huge because we were with one, two, three, four, Six. five, five other people plus the instructor and us. So there were eight of us in there and it didn't feel cramped. No, not at all. Not at all. And if you had two lanes uh, and you just open the door up between them, you could walk freely. I mean, you them. like our group of friends, like the big group of friends could easily go there and shoot in two lanes and not feel cramped. Of now, course. again, this is another facility that doesn't have that back table. The downside to that many people in two lanes is you don't shoot a lot in an hour. When you have that many people. No. It's like sticking that many people on a bowling lane. Yeah. But, but again, they, they don't have the, the back table. So everything's got to be on the front table or the floor or whatever. But they do have clips and all of that kind of stuff that you want. So, so does, um, the armory. The armory has clips and things like that where you can do stuff. So I, I think in my opinion, the order of where I would go to shoot would be um, TNT, Legacy, and then the Armory. 
Yeah, I think so too. Uh, out of the, out now, of the three. Now, again, we did not use like a private or a semi-private room at the armory where we kind of had those with both TNT and Legacy. You know, a sep- more separated area. Yeah, but I just, I'm just speaking from a straight like cleanliness and like ease of use and access. I really, really like And TNT. just like the general space to, to register for a lane was, was really cramped at the armory. Like yeah. when with all of those people there and and product and everything, like trying to sign in, they only had two iPads. The armory did have the armory does have a nice gunsmith area, uh, they and they also have another like a conference room for instructional courses they there do. as well. Yes. So yes. so you can take instruction. Yeah, and I will say legacy when you walk out of the range. This is something neither of the other two had, but they had a specific area to wash right. your hands. After you didn't you have the to range, go to the bathroom to do it, which had two sinks. And had a special lead removal soap yep. before regular soap, which is really, really nice. So the other ranges did not have those two things. No. Um, but they did have bathrooms where you could wash your hands because that's a good practice yeah. after you're shooting. So. And I liked the space at, at uh, Legacy between, you know, when you walk in from... Uh, like the retail area and then you, before you go to the actual range, it's quite large. So... You know, there's space outside to like put your ears on, put your eyes on. But as you're leaving, if you want to, if you're trying to organize your targets or, you know, gather up your stuff because you used all of your time, you didn't quite have enough time to pack everything. Like there's some space at Legacy. Um, neither of the other ranges had like that large of a space for people as you're exchanging, you know, where, from being in the store to the range, um, that was kind of nice to have too. So I don't know if, if any of you out there are, are gun enthusiasts. gun enthusiasts and you haven't, you know, you have your own range. We'd love to hear what ranges you like and why you like them. Um, if well, you're looking for a new range and any of these sound good to you, we'll be, uh, we'll be, we'll be going to more ranges. Uh, I think as, as time progresses here, um, so anyway, so yeah, look forward to, to maybe some more range reviews as we visit some other ranges. Uh, Utah's a big gun state. Um, we're gun toting Marxists. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, speaking of, uh, politics actually briefly, um, so Jill Biden was here. Uh, the first lady was here in the state of Utah today or is still here. And tomorrow. Um, yeah. she was, uh, doing something at, uh, at, uh, Hunter High School. Um, and, I know this because I ran into the motorcade. <laughs> uh, I was the going actual to motorcade or the, I thought you just, yeah, had, oh, they okay. had the stuff blocked off I for the motorcade to leave the high school. Uh, and then when I drove past the high school, finally, there were a lot of cops there blocking all the entrances and exits to the high school. So no one could get in or out. Um, as the, the first lady moved on to, I think she's fundraising in park city tonight. So, um, but, I mean, interesting. They don't come here to Utah very often, uh, especially Democratic figures because, well, it's Utah. Um, so just interesting. Um, we also uh, ate at a restaurant, a local restaurant. I've been there before, and I know Sean and... That's our obnoxious dog barking because Julia wow, is that arriving. Was, that was really loud. Yeah, it was. Um, 
And we're back-ish. Uh, we have a lot more people in the room than we left. So Phoebe started barking because Julia, her boyfriend, and our guest arrived all at all the same, same time. time. And uh, yeah, she's never met the two gentlemen, and she likes to protect women from men. So she decided she needed to bark at them. I guess they're big scary. Yeah, I mean, clearly not scary that she actually did any kind of attacking. Mostly because she knew you, probably. I think she yeah, figured no, that she, she looked, weren't like... She looked at me for half a second and just went straight over to them. Yeah. I think she figured, oh, if she's not screaming, it's probably fine. <laughs> she's a good dog. Um, so where were we? Oh, um, we were we were going to talk about... Uh, do another review real quick for uh, Ginza, which oh, is a right. uh, Korean restaurant. Um, off of 94th South and 7th East. It's in, um, Sandy Union Square, I think is what it's called. Um, I always think of Carriage Square, which is like the West Valley one, but it's just a little shopping center that's got a whole bunch of restaurants in it. Um, by the, the dollar theater that was over there. I think it's still a yeah, dollar theater. Yeah, it's like just mm-hmm. the block over from the cemetery that's up there. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, it's a little Korean place that does, uh, shabu shabu, or Japanese place, sorry, that does shabu shabu, um, and does like the, the barbecue grill or sushi. It has some sushi yeah. It's all you can eat place because of the shabu shabu primarily. And it's really good. Um, I would recommend it to anyone. Um, for definitely sure. family styley. So. Yeah, it's the best thing about shabu shabu as a meal style is it encourages conversation. Uh, so you know, a lot of times like you get your food and then everyone just kind of eats and doesn't talk a lot. We have to cook everything. It's like when you go to a fondue place, you yeah, know, like the melting pot. Yeah, so you got to cook everything kind of slowly, and you so you're eating slower, which is better for you overall, and you actually get to have that conversation as you're kind of cooking small bits of food at a time. So yeah, we did that after we went shooting. So it's right there by the armory, ish. Uh, and we have to talk about the egg rolls because you told our people in Patreon. I did tell the, the people on Patreon. So Chris has been wanting to make egg rolls. So Saturday we, no, Sunday. Sunday we went to the Chinese market on State Street and got all of the crap we needed for, to do that. And he made the most delicious egg rolls. They were so yummy. Filled you guys crap. should all be jealous. Filled with all the crap. Yep, all the crap that we bought, we filled, uh, the, filled yeah, them with that. I haven't made egg rolls in longer than I've known Brie. Yeah, we've um, never made them. We but, actually had to go buy a, a fryer. Yeah, we didn't have to, but I... You were really did. committed to those egg rolls. Well, well, it's so messy to like do any kind of deep frying in a pan on the stove. So, now I have a deep fryer that I'll probably use like once or twice a year, because... You know, you don't use them that often. My cooking skills are limited to the microwave, so I wouldn't know any of this. <laughs> so he made enough that yesterday I had some that I warmed up in the air fryer that were almost just as good. So, but they were already cooked in the fryer. Now I'd be remiss um, with Julia coming in late to not ask her. So you hit two different cars? Or what the two hell, people? Julia? You I said hit, you already two hit two different people? cars and two different parking today? lots today. There's not even weather today, Julia. Yeah, it was a little spacey. Were they parked? Yes. Or- oh, my God. And I, one of them was a lady trying to buckle her kid, and, <gasps> and I ran my mirror into the door, and it hit her, and I felt so bad. You I hit the lady was, and the car No, both? I hit the car door, and it hit into her. I felt so bad. And then... um. I was at a different parking lot like 10 minutes later and some jackass truck took one and a half spots, but 
I was already committed, so I hit the truck. So uh, luckily, there's no damage on any of the cars, so I don't have to leave any notes. But uh, that's probably like the eighth time I've done that since I've had my driver's license, the, the, and I did two of them today. This is why people your age have extraordinarily high uh, insurance premiums. Mm-hmm. It's because of people. Do like you not? Me. Okay, you're an artist. Mm-hmm. Do you not have spatial awareness? Do you not know where the edges of your car are? Are you one of those people that when you pull up to the red light, you're like three car lengths behind the line? Uh-huh. Like, do you have to physically see it to know where it is? Uh-huh. When people do that, oops, sorry. Every time t- I ever tried parallel parking before I had my camera, I would hit the car. When I pull up to a, a, a stop light, and the car next to me is five lengths back. I literally will crane my neck and look back at them like they're insane. Like I don't know what this new trend is. I it's I mean I do not know relegated I do to age. just go until I can kind of see my reflection in the back of their their car. That's kind of usually how I can tell if I'm close enough. And I've tr- oh. tested it on Hannah's car because I'll go as close as I can until I hit well, her it car. It used to so be your I know, car. I know, so I don't care if I hit her trailer hitch. <laughs> Man, you I just. Start sending me texts whenever you're driving and let me know so, where you are so I can avoid so, you. So to okay. be fair, when you're pulling up behind someone, you should be able to see the bottom of their rear tires, not your reflection in their bumper. That's yes, not what reflection. you're going for. You're going for the yeah, bottom My bumper of their doesn't rear tires. have a reflection. It's matte. It's, it's harder in my shorter car because I was driving Jeeps for the it's, last few years. It's not harder way to see the bottom. It's easier. not harder to see the bottom of their tires. The rules. I can't applies. even see the front of my car, and I cannot remember. Because you know what happens if you wait until anything. you see your reflection. You're too close, and if someone <laughs> rear-ends you, you're going to rear-end. Ironically, in front of you. I have a uh, sticker on the back of my car that says "You're too close." <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh, so Julia. this week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. <laughs> Brought to you by cars. cars. That's that's uh, yeah. That's you a, should be done. That's a new with, record. You should be done with driving for a lot longer than just the day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think Sean's maybe done that. I mean, I don't work tomorrow. You should maybe have to go back through like an actual driving. <laughs> oh, I passed again. the driving test by one point. Yeah. I think you should do a defensive driving course. I got 81 out of 80%. You, you know what they call doctors that get D's, right? Doctors? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't mean it's okay. Um, D's get degrees. They, they call them family practice doctors, by the way, if you're curious. That's who I went to today. <laughs> the ones that get C's and D's in school, they're family practice doctors because they don't want to go through the rest of the specialization. <laughs> um, so, anyway... So if that lady's listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, did you give her a card for the show? You're like, oh, I'm sorry, no. but listen to our podcast tonight. No, I just was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, she she turned her door over and looked for Dan. There was nothing. I just barely, barely tapped it. But still, it's twice in one car trip. You're just lucky it's nothing it, is it going to be against your insurance, it sounds like. Yeah. yeah no kidding. Can you say canceled? <laughs> No, they just jack her rates up. I doubt they. Some carriers companies don't just usually. cancel you. Yeah, I have, I have commercial driver owners of businesses that cannot be on their own commercial policies because they are such bad drivers. Yeah, but you can usually find regular policies. Progressive. Yeah, progressive. Will and do even that. they are getting more stingy about who they'll. Pro- progressive is one of the only ones that'll do SR twenty two as well, which is the like if you've had your license revoked multiple times and you have to have special insurance before they'll even give you your license. I can't imagine. Well, luckily, I've only ever hit cars in parking lots while I was also in parking lots. 
I haven't hit a car like moving on the street, so it could be worse. But well, I think with that, we're <laughs> we're just gonna move on. We're just gonna plow right through it to our guest. Yeah, we're gonna plow. Um, um, we're gonna go right to the guest. Uh, so with us this week is uh, Spencer Heiner, um, who is uh, owns and operates Silverback Custom Woodworking. Now, I I met Spencer at a magic tournament. Um, of all things, I mean, kind of an event like Magic Summit is an event, but it's a it's a magic tournament basically. It was at the Salt Palace, right? Uh, yep. this this time, yeah. Yep. What was last time too? It was in a yep. different spot in the Salt Palace, but so ba- big magic tournaments like this where they're expecting thousands of people, uh, they typically have a handful of vendors that show up. Um, some of, most of them are card shops from around the country that come in to try and buy sell trade cards, but there's other vendors there as well. Uh, and you told me you kind of got roped into it from, was the Game Grid guys that yeah. roped you into it? Yeah. Yeah, I do a lot of work for Game Grid. And so, yeah, they invited me to come and take part of their booth and build some stuff. Because <laughs> they had a really big booth there, Game yeah. Grid did. And, and you took up a chunk of it. Um, like He came home so excited to tell me about your booth and that he'd given you a card and that I needed to reach out to you. <laughs> he makes the coolest stuff. We're going to get into that. Uh, the first question that I have for you, though, Spencer, is what's your birthday? And you don't have to give the year, just the month and the date. June 14th. Flag Ooh. day. September 14th. Holiday. Yeah, yeah, September. So back to school. Labor Day? Yeah, Labor I don't know. Day? Fall break? No, that's October usually. What What was going on in the middle of September? Your parents no, have an June. An- June. Yeah. No, no, but do your parents oh. have an anniversary in you September? You were conceived in September. I have no idea. They're talking, they're, they are referring to your conception date. Yeah. That was like 50 years ago, so. <laughs> mine, mine was 50 years ago, but I know what was happening because, yeah. yeah. You ever thought about asking your parents what we was have going Labor on? Labor Day. Uh, so my mom passed when I was young. Oh, okay. So my okay. dad, there's not a lot of information that comes out of him about that I time would, period. I, I so, would imagine, yeah. So I grew up with a stepmom and, you know, I was three when my mom passed. So. Wow. That's so, oh, yeah, that's talking really about young. that kind of stuff and. Yeah. I have a half sister who has the exact same story. Her mom passed when she was three. Yeah. But yeah, so she grew up with a stepmom. So were you, were you born here in Utah? No. Twin Falls, Idaho. Twin Falls, oh, Idaho. Oh, see, this is where Jeremy oh. would normally say, oh, Twin Falls? My family's from Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing over there, Julia? Eating instead of chiping in for your dad. Twin Falls? My family's from Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, wow. Uh, Insert hey, at stuff least about Idaho here. Now. Where'd you go to high school? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know any of the high schools. <laughs> yeah. So Twin Falls, did you grow up there? No, you... I grew up in Ogden. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so you guys but... moved down pretty young. Yep. Yeah. Probably after mom passed away, yeah. I would assume. Yeah, I was like eight. We moved yeah. to Ogden. I grew up here. Yeah. Nice. So you so go to high school and stuff in Ogden? Mm-hmm. No, I lived in Texas for 20 years, but I, I went to Bonneville High School in Ogden. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, nice. So Texas, you, you were in the military. Yep. Um, did you go right out of high school into the military? Yep. So what, what branch? Army Reserve. I was Army Reserve. My so. grandpa was an Army mechanic. Yeah, that was communications. Did you do full-time Army Reserve or were you no. part-time reservist? It was part-time, yeah. I went in during Desert Storm, if that kind of tells you how old I am. We'll see. Now, insert Jeremy <laughs> so. saying, my dad was in Desert Storm. Wow, my Storm. grandpa was yeah, in Desert Storm. <laughs> <laughs> my uncle was in Desert Storm, actually. Uh, and so that was, for people that don't know, that was the first Iraq war, Iraq yeah. war um, with Bush. Uh, Bush Sr.? <laughs> 
Because then we had, yeah, it was Bush Senior. Because then we had Clinton, oh, yeah. and then yeah. Bush Bush Junior decided to go back. Um, mostly Dick Cheney decided to go back. But uh, uh, so, did you serve? How long did you serve? Ten years. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a long time to serve yeah. in the reserves. Yeah. Good, good. And good that's trip. why you went to Texas. No, 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 I lived here for a while, and uh, I moved there for work. Work for I worked for EMC. I don't oh, know if okay. you know who oh, EMC yeah. is. They sell data storage. Mm-hmm. Used to. Now Dell owns them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That, I still work. So what for part Dell. of Texas? Dallas. Dallas. Dallas so, area. And you still work for Dell? Yeah. You're still. Wow. That's a long yeah. time to work for a company. Yeah. Still so, work for Dell. Yeah. Twenty years. Is that what brought you back up to Utah then? Is the job? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Roundabouts. <laughs> that and kids. I have a daughter was at BYU and another one at Southern Utah and the opportunity. Oh, I get to insert so. this time. My oldest daughter graduated from Southern Utah University. Yeah. 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 Awesome. It's a good school down there. Four years ago? No. Yeah, about four, four or five years. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, she did two years there, and then uh, she moved back to Texas. <laughs> she did hygiene school in Lehigh, finished that, got her degree, and now she's in Texas as a hygienist. Nice. Nice. What part of Texas? Dallas again. Yeah. Dallas okay. again. Hey, she went home. For her, she grew up there. So yeah. yeah well, we asked because Chris is from Lubbock. Oh, okay. So he just always Lubbock. is wondering where. Uh, West Texas. It's in, the pan- it's in the Panhandle, about an hour south of Amarillo. Okay. So. Okay. My wow, actually, my dad's uncle and cousins live in Texas. They do. Outside of Waco. <laughs> Outside of Waco, yeah. An hour um, south Speaking of, for him today. Yeah, that's still, what, five hours from Dallas? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's my grandpa actually grew up in a little town called Marfa that's near the border. So Never heard of that. Yep. South Southwest desert of Texas. Yep. Yeah. Near the border's relative. It's, yeah. It's, it's not like an actual border town no, necessarily. No, it's not a border town, but it's... It's a place that a lot of, I guess, a lot of... A lot of people crossing yeah. the desert go yeah. through Marfa. Um, so, yeah, okay. So you come back to Utah, and how do you get in? How do you get into... I mean, you, it's woodworking, but you do a lot more than just woodworking, right? Like, you were just showing us some some knives that you've just forged and stuff. So how'd you get into all that stuff? So <laughs> my son, when he was about three, he said, Dad, can you make me a wooden sword? This is the beginning. <laughs> So I had no tools. I had very little stuff. I'd slap two sticks together. I thought I was clever. I painted it silver. I painted the handle black. It looked really cool. And I gave it to him. And he was like three. He said, Dad, this is not a sword. This is a piece of crap. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> right? So I said, you know, love the honesty right. of three-year-olds. Game yeah. on. <laughs> so I went and bought a couple of cool tools. And I built this amazing sword. And I'd been watching Forged in Fire. Because so that is an amazing show. Well, I did a handle like that. I put the pins in with oh, copper wow. and the blade is all wood. And I made it and showed him. And I said, this is amazing and you can't have it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hanging in my office. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but that kind of got me started. So then we built another sword. I had him help me draw it. And we designed one for him. And it just went from there. And I started just making wooden swords. And, you know, it just blew up from there. So. So yeah. when did you get into making metal knives? I don't know. Do you make swords still, but uh, out of metal? or? Yeah. So I, I haven't done any swords. I've done some really big knives. I guess you could call them swords, like machete style. Yeah. Ma- I made one that I called the zombie killer. It's for the zombie apocalypse. It is just mean and ugly looking, right? And it's... Made out of an old leaf spring from a truck, so that's my favorite part of Forged in Fire when they do that. But you brought a you brought one from a a rail 
Railroad, Railroad Spike. Railroad Spike, yeah. thank you. Yeah. That's really cool that you twisted. Yep. Have you ever done, tried, um, is it Damascus? I haven't done Damascus yet, no. That's, no. that's no. cool. So I watched them do that. Learning with the knife making, I haven't been doing that as long as the woodworking. Um, that's something my brother and I started doing was the knife making and he, doesn't do it anymore, <laughs> but I still do it. My son likes it. We were forging knives last night. Um, in fact, this one I showed you is the first railroad spike knife I've done. It's really cool. So it's yeah, really I like cool. it a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and how old's your son now? Uh, he's 16. So that's so. a, that's a nice fun project to keep yep. you involved in your 16 year old's life. Oh yeah. He yeah. loves it. It's that's a good, great. wholesome project. Yep. And you're, you're down south, right? You're in like Saratoga Springs, I think. Santa Quinn. Santa Quinn. Even Quinn. further south than yeah, Saratoga. <laughs> yeah. It was, it worked out. I had a drive to Ogden today, so I went there early. Oh, and yeah, there you go. My way out. We're hitting so. you on that's the way convenient. back. That, that's yeah. a good, yeah. Good, uh, good pacing there. Um, so, so I got to ask with the woodworking stuff, um, you know, obviously at the magic event, you had a ton of like magic oriented type stuff. Like you have deck boxes. I mean, you have clearly a bunch of stuff that got 3D printed. Um, but you had some nice wooden deck boxes. You had the really nice like wooden card organizer system for collectible cards. Um, you know, you have other stuff, but the geek stuff, like the magic theme stuff and some of the other geek oriented stuff that you have, is that stuff that you just wanted to build or is that something that like someone said, Hey, you should build this. How'd you get into that? So before I started the business, I, I was in Texas for, I don't know, a long time, 10, 10 years or so. I played magic back in the early nineties and then I stopped when I went to Texas. I hadn't played in years, started looking at my card values for some of my cards and realized they're in a cardboard box in the basement, not safe. And so I built this amazing cabinet out of, uh, out of just wood I had laying around. And every, a lot of people saw it, put it online and it went nuts. <laughs> I bet. Everybody loves it. That kind of got me started on that. And then I just started thinking, I mean, I, magic's kind of in my blood. So I, I just think about that stuff build things for it. In fact, most of my, the things that I build people things for, or the people that I build things for are, uh, gaming stores. I was delivering today to gamers asylum in Ogden. Oh, okay. So I okay. built a big cabinet for them to display dice, uh, with led lights. So it's all lit on all the shelves. And stuff Have you ever like done like a gaming table, you know, like one of those tables that has like the top and then you take that off and then like underneath has like, you know, the space to game. Yet. Yeah, we we had ordered one from. This is notorious. We had ordered one from a Ukrainian company. So right before the war, I I did. So we uh, funded the war because we have uh, no table. And you didn't get them, and you they well, have the money. So it, it was a it was a Kickstarter, uh, uh, and they were doing like these really cool custom game tables uh, with you know great great hardwoods and stuff like that. With like um, a really cool like when you took the leaves off the top to change it from the table to the gaming, like it had like a little yeah. thing to put it. In. Like it was, yeah. I was so excited to have so this the, in my dining room. The Kickstarter funded. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. If you don't do it, because I told Chris, so this year we put lights on our house for Christmas for each other, because we're old enough now that we're like, what are we gonna get each other for Christmas? We just buy stuff when we want yeah. it. Yeah. So I'm like, what if we find somebody that can do a table and actually get it this time? And he was like, I'm, I'm down. Let's do yeah. it. 
Yeah, so we found the Kickstarter, um, and like, uh, like two months later, maybe. We were so close. Maybe three, like they had started, they had started doing like the backer kit stuff and then Russia invade Ukraine. Uh, and then, you know, they basically conscript, conscript all the able-bodied males in Ukraine, won't let them leave. They got to fight. And originally there were, you know, there were people that asked about the, you know, cause there were concerns about the tensions and they're like, well, we, we have another facility in Poland. We'll just shift everything to that facility, and we'll still be able to produce tables. Uh, and none of that happened. Mm, <laughs> there was no shifting to Poland. They all went to fight. Um, you know, they were sending us pictures of their workshop that was still there and existing. But they're like, we get power like two hours a day. Like, we certainly can't work. We need to fight to defend our country. And uh, so, and then it was funny because then they're like, we noticed, like, they sent me a private email because they're like, we noticed you got the backer kit, but you didn't finish it. Is there a reason why you didn't pay for shipping? I'm like, yeah, because I don't want to fucking pay you money that I'm never going to get something. Yeah. Like, I'm, you, you got plenty of money to fund the, <laughs> you know, your side of the yeah, war effort thanks. there. Um, but, uh, yeah, so anyway. Um, yeah, wow. I was looking at a bunch of your stuff. Uh, you know, you do everything from, like I said, there's obviously the magic stuff. There's, you've got, like uh life counters and deck yep. boxes and um you've got like a really cool uh like a die holder that's a D20 that you've done um where do you come up with some of those designs is it just oh stuff that pops into your head that's a great question or is it like <laughs> gee i wish i had this thing and so you kind of make it and then you're like yeah i could i could make a few more of these uh, my brain like fixates on stuff and then figures it out. So a lot of times I'll go to sleep and I'll wake up and I've got to draw it because it's already there. And like sometimes I'll build something in my head and, and wake up and, and it's like where the screws are. That detail. Oh, that's really right? cool. It's just crazy. So so uh, that's where a lot of it comes from as I do stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I know, uh, like one of the things that you did that I, I really liked was the, uh, the gun cabinets, the wooden gun cabinets with the cool RFID stuff. Oh, he has been talking about Have you seen my newest one? Uh, no, no, I haven't. Is it on, is it on Instagram? It is on Instagram, yeah. Yeah, I don't Are you a Kansas City Chiefs fan? No, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. I don't want to talk about it before you See, start. I keep saying I'm not, but whenever I watch them play, <laughs> then I'm cheering for the Cowboys. I lived in Texas too long. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Lions it. fan, but, uh, you know, when the Lions were playing the Cowboys, I kept finding myself cheering for hey, the Cowboys. I'm like, what is going if on? You're, if you're a Lions fan, this is a good year. First playoff win since the 90s. So yeah. That's uh, more, unlike, than, more unlike than Dallas a, can yeah, say. Dallas. Yeah, Dallas. That good. game was disappointing. Oh, yeah, you love this. Let's see. So swipe, swipe on that. That is so my my dot my oldest daughter just got married. She's been married a year, like yesterday. Oh, this thing's big. And they are pregnant, and he has a whole bunch of guns. And, and she's and, like, "You need to do something with and, that." Well, and he's like, "I want a gun safe for Christmas," and she kind of nixed it. So I built this cabinet, and it's all locked. It is massive. That is so cool. The nice thing about the 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 cases like that. Um, is, you know, a gun safe is certainly more secure because it's not made of wood. It's made yeah. of, you know, a really yeah, hard penetrate material. trying to keep from material. somebody from breaking into it, but. But like something yeah. like that, like that's a decorative, like beautiful thing that you put on your wall and no one thinks twice to know what's in there. And then you, you unlock no it, you know, you, because it does, it's not like it just opens, right? Yep. It's got the RFID locks. So you unlock the thing. 
and now you have access to, you know, whatever you store in there, whether it's guns or something else. I mean, I think you were showing me one that had a bunch of slots made into it that you stored decks. You oh, yeah. Decks yeah. I built in. one for deck boxes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the nice thing about yep. the, the custom stuff is, is you can do that. You can put whatever on the front of it. And um, we were talking about the engraving stuff that you do um, because you have your own engraving stuff that you do for the wood and everything else yeah. but you've done some laser etch stuff too right yep yeah i do a lot of the stuff i do is laser either laser cut or laser engraved so i'll do a lot of that and i do a lot of cnc i, I like to do cnc and laser kind of mixed and you know a lot of the ideas are things i'm like i need a, something to do this for me and then i think it's cool i'm like well maybe somebody else will think it's cool <laughs> so what I, what I like about it is, like, if you walk through our house, you'll see, like, some geeky things here and there or whatever. Um, like, the, these are kinds of things that, as, you know, the wife of the relationship that doesn't play magic, I would be okay with having in my house and not be like, stupid magic stuff's out. Which is nice <laughs> That's true. for your relationship, right? Like you get to have like this really cool looking whatever it is and you know, the the person who plays the games in the house gets to have their stuff in a place that's not, you know, down in the yep. musty old basement or whatever. So that's I that's what I like about it. And he he He's been geeking out about it. He's been so, so, so excited <laughs> to have you come. So yeah, my wife calls it geek fest and yeah, she's like, she hates it. Uh, but some of the stuff is so cool. She's like, I don't care if you leave that on the table. It's awesome. Yeah. You know, well, like we like have, we have some artwork that's based on magic cards upstairs. And I was like, as long as I get to pick it. Yeah. I don't, I'm like, I'm, I'm not opposed to having the artwork because some of the artwork is, extremely cool mm-hmm. yeah. and so we have we have some geeky stuff out and about and just i i bet you most of the people that come in don't even know what it is but people that know know yeah yeah so that's kind of cool so the decision to go from you know making cool stuff for your kid to selling stuff like how did you go about doing that was it initially like you know people were like hey if you could make these things or would you make these we could sell them at our shop or did you start with online sales from your own your own space like how did that evolve um it's more i do a lot of custom stuff i like to be really creative i like to customize things um put people so for example i did for i had for my family for Christmas, we draw names and we pick a family and we do something for them for Christmas. Every year I build something and everybody gets excited for my free stuff. <laughs> you know, we have a dollar limit, but the stuff that I do is really cool. This year I had my, my brother Matt. He's got six kids. I decided to build them a clue board out of oak and walnut. That's and it's beautiful. Cool. All the pieces are them. And they all have their names on them. So that, that so instead of like Professor Plum kids. or whatever, it's them. And all of the weapons are something that's basically making fun of them, kind of like. So my brother growing up had stinky feet, so his weapon is Matt Smelly Socks, <laughs> right? And all of the rooms are rooms in oh, their house or around so cool. them. So they have like their shed, and their grandma lives four houses down for, from the other side. So they've got grandma's house and. And stuff like that. And it oh, turned out so just cool. amazing. But 
I love to do that kind of stuff where I customize um, uh, things. So I've built custom stuff for years for people just asking, and then finally I decided, all right, I need to turn this into a business, and, you know, it's it's probably not doing very good, but I, I enjoy doing it. I like getting Well, if it helps things. pay for new toys. <laughs> it's definitely paying for the tools, so that's, what, that's where it goes. That, that keeps your wife... Less angry about the hobby, probably, if the, uh, <laughs> oh, the she, hobby pays for itself. She loves the tools. So there's the chessboard if you want to look at so it. So does she sure. use the, does she use the, tr- the tools herself oh, too? It's funny. <laughs> oh, and swipe, there's a bunch of them. So it's funny. Our, our first anniversary, she was like, I need you to build some, I can't even remember what oh, she wanted me to build. Oh, I love the, contr- build. the controller over here. That's oh, I know, awesome. yeah. Luke's video games. He's throwing the control at people. Yeah. So. I did all of the cards are all laser engraved. Oh, yes, laser they are. Cut. They're really cool. Um, yeah, and I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> oh, you were talking about your your wife in the the first year you started doing stuff. Oh yeah, and she was like, "Hey, can you build this for me?" I was like, "Sure," but I don't have the tool to do that. But she's like, "Okay, we'll go get it." So that's kind of what it's been every year for anniversary or birthday. It's like, well, I want this, so let's get the tools to make it. So it's just kind of been this long journey to build up to have all the things to be able to do that and then you know we moved here and got a decent sized shop and been filling it up <laughs> so so sometimes people just come to you and say i need something that houses this yes and i have a hundred of them and i will probably expand and then you just get to come up with yeah, this is the space yes. I want it to fit in or whatever. Yes. That's really cool. Pretty much creative freedom on some stuff. Or they'll give me a bunch of, uh, they'll say, I need this, and it's very exact. And they go, but I don't know how to make that work, so I want you to do that. So like Game Grid, for example. Mm-hmm. Game Grid and Lehigh, they asked me if I could do tables that raise and lower so they can do Warhammer or Magic. Because Warhammer, you stand up to play. Magic, yeah. you sit down. But Warhammer also is a six foot by four foot footprint, so the tables need to expand they need to be bigger, from yeah. 30 inches wide to four feet wide. <laughs> so I came up with a table that's got two leaves on both sides, eight feet long, and it's got the electric up buttons, and, and you can program the buttons so they can just hit magic, and they can configure the whole store to go magic or the whole store to go Oh, that's really Warhammer. Cool. Which, which game grid? In Lehigh. Oh, in Lehigh. I hear that so, game grid's really nice. It is really nice. Yeah, it is. So they've got six of them. I feel like Chris is going to be making a trip to the Lehigh. Well, we've already (laughs) been talking about it. So we play cards up here with a bunch of dudes um, occasionally, and they all talk about playing down in Lehigh frequently. And so we've thought about driving down there uh, Um, and playing. Their foot traffic is crazy. If you are having a hard time finding people to play with, that is the place to go. There's not a lot of shops down south, honestly. So it doesn't surprise me that they've got a good good group of people there yeah they're really there's a well there's a lot of like dragon's keep and other ones down there that are just kind of really yeah, dragon's small. keeps that place in university mall right that's got the, well there's a bunch like of the them. tavern looking one yeah that showed up all over tiktok yeah there's one yeah. of those now in uh, level one i think is what it's called in like south town that's that's like that a little yeah, bit but that one I've been driving around because I do, I do enjoy doing that stuff. So I drive around and meet the owners and try to get them, you know. To What's the one that's stuff. by Charlie Chow that you go to? Oasis. Oasis, yeah. Oasis, yeah. Have you been into Oasis? I have to him? been in Oasis. I've talked to him a couple times. He he doesn't really have time to talk to me. So mm. so um, 
Yeah, that one's interesting. I I think it's a nice shop. It's a really good shop, yeah. They have a parking problem? Yes. <laughs> they 100% have a parking well, problem. Well, the problem is they don't enforce the parking lot. So that parking lot is only supposed to be them and Charlie Chow's, but everyone that goes, church and state's right there on the other uh, side of them, and everyone that goes to church there. and state parks there, and they don't enforce the parking lot ever. So, Man, I've been there once or twice, and both times it was just so hard to find a place to park. I'd park yeah. Away that's, that's what happens when you have a downtown shop, yeah. too. So. Um, but yeah, those guys are good. The owner, he said his, his, his model that he's told me more than once is he just wants to take a percentage, a small percentage of Card Kingdom's business. Of Card Kingdom? <laughs> so yeah, like his, <laughs> like upstairs, this is interesting. This is really kind of inside baseball for nerds, but, uh, upstairs he has the whole top floor as well. That whole top floor is just cards. Oh, okay. And so, so he can, buys. Like, you can like go and order cards. He buys collections and... in bulk and then they do all the sorting and everything upstairs and then have all their pool stuff okay. behind the glass there. Um, and that's that is, a... I, I will say locally, they're the best card selection in the Wasatch front. That's how Game Grid is too. Yeah. They're, so. they're huge. Uh, if you haven't been to Gamers Asylum in Ogden, that is by far the biggest gaming store in the state. I need to take a trip up there and see that one. It's four, it's four stories. Wow. Just gaming. But, but they're, but they're gaming at like 25% of their business is magic. So the rest is, you know, comic books, role playing games, video games, role playing games. They got, they have a floor that's dedicated to, they have rooms you can rent a room. And come in and get catered food and play D and D or whatever you want to do. Oh, that's it's, so cool! It's really cool. That's it's a really cool, cool shop. You know, it's well, that would be a better yeah. thing for like a Marks kind of thing. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. Like I've been up, like the game grid in Layton is really small. I don't know if you've been up to that game. I grid. haven't. Uh, it's tiny. I've it's, been to Spanish Fork, and that one just opened. It's really tiny. Yeah, yeah. The Layton one's really tiny. It's in this little bitty like strip mall ish kind of place yeah. but it's it's a cool little shop but it's a it's a small shop it's nothing like some of the other ones have you been to the one over here on what is it 9000 south uh game haven no. in west jordan no not game that's haven. by a macy's oh no that's on 78 uh, uh it's on 9000 not paragon what is it uh paragon was on 123 yeah paragon's on the other side yeah. this one's like really close to you guys it's so there's the one on 78 and just uh east of bangator which is game haven yeah but it's by macy's um, but you think this one's on 90th this one's on 90th and it's it's out this way it's really oh, close to you guys is it new uh, they moved recently. Oh. They relocated. I'll have to... That one's not bad. I'll have to dig it up. Is that the... Is that Ga- Galaxy of Games? Yes. Yeah, Galaxy yeah, yeah. of Games. That's I right. have not been there yet. Um, yeah. uh, I should remember I've done a ton of work for that. <laughs> well, that would especially be a good location because it's kind of... Sounds like it's kind of central to where all you yeah, guys are. I've actually yeah, been told that's a really good shop. Uh, so I'm... It's I'm pretty good. They have... It. It's a tight space. Um, like where the tables are, they're kind of tight together, but they have a ton of inventory there, so it's good. There's a lot of, and a lot of these newer small shops have a lot of space and no inventory. <laughs> oh, I think this is the guy that does the TikTok. Maybe it's him. It might be another one. There's another one locally that has been doing a TikTok for the better part of a year where he's been talking about um, basically like, running the business like he's been very open on his tiktok like hey, this is how much product how much we spent on product this year in our oh, first okay. year and like Maybe. showing people like some of the back end of that but they they already have to have a, they had to move recently into a new space because they needed more space yeah it might oh, be he, did, he did say they just moved so 
Yeah. So yeah. maybe it's in, I can't remember which shop it is, but I've, I've been meaning to go check them out. Um, we're going out to, uh, Kayfabe games this weekend, I think, okay. uh, to play, um, over in Riverton. Um, it's by my buddy John's place. I so. haven't been there, but they were at, yeah, they yeah, Kayfabe was, was there. Um, they're, yeah. they're relatively new as well. Um, yeah. and I think they focus more on like Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon, it seems. Seem like they, well, their name suggests sports cards. Yeah, but no sports cards, at least not the last time I was in there. Huh. Maybe it started out that way? Yeah, yeah could interesting. be. Could be. Yeah. Sports cards are big again for some reason. Are they really? Yeah, yeah. they're, they're a wow. big deal again, and I don't know why. I, I threw so many away when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I lost some really good stuff from the 90s. And then I think back, I'm like, the 90s was like the most overly printed era for yeah. a lot of sports cards. So, um, anyway, but that's way off tangent from, yeah. <laughs> if I get a nerd on the show, I, and well, I, I do, to nerd out, so. yeah, I do all kinds of stuff for, for, for stores. So I've, I mean, I've built tables for a, a wallpaper store. So yeah, you know, uh, you've lot, got like custom ornaments. Stuff. I like I saw. I think you did like you have custom lightsaber holders and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I have a friend that that does stuff for Disney all the time, and she just sends people my way when they get lightsabers if they need a, a, a plaque for them. So I'll do a plaque for them, and I'll do you know engrave them with a saying they want to put on there or something, and, and they hold their lightsaber. <laughs> Right above their bed or wherever they're going to put it. <laughs> I got to ask. We're totally geeking out. <laughs> I got to ask because you do, it looks like you do quite a few cornhole uh, boards. Tons customers. of cornhole boards. Who did you do the magic one for with all the cards? It looks like they're lacquered in. Um, for, did you see the lights? Yeah, and the lights on. It's really cool. <laughs> That's my nephew. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I, can't, I can't really sell that because it's got the logos on it. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, even the the mana symbols they have trademarked too. I think. Oh, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. Those are those are a big deal. So, but they're so cool. Those ones are really cool. <laughs> those were really hard. Oh, I bet. I bet. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I want to do those again. <laughs> like, were, was there any like real value in the cards that you threw in there, or were they just like random? Cards? Oh, those were random. Okay. Um, I did. So I. <laughs> it's funny. I did those, and then uh, it was only planeswalker cards. Yeah. So my my friend who owns uh Gamers Asylum in Ogden mm-hmm. and and we kind of grew up playing together and now he owns the store. He saw those and he said I want you to build signs for my store with magic cards of each color and he provided the cards and he put a lot of valuable ones in there. And so they've got signs in all they've got six windows. They've got all the five magic colors, and then they have one that's like planeswalkers and colorless, and and like the wow. nice full art basic lands, and they're double sided, and they're lit up. So you can see them from both sides because oh, they're in the yeah. window. So yeah, in the uh, store from cool. the gaming floor, and then outside. Because yeah, I would, really cool. I would, yeah, because losing like a side of the card could, like, there's some of them are really cool on both sides. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I help him sort his card, so. They're up on the like. That's the a, third that's the extent floor. that's that I know. so cool. That's really awesome. <laughs> I played magic one time with one of those mats. You know, that's like this is where you put your stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's how I played magic <laughs> the one time. I sold my collection for like four grand a couple of years ago. Yeah, Chris. Dork. I've Chris, done it a couple times. I needed money. Uh, Chris me too. Does that I've ever, done it like three times. Yeah, I was just say Chris Never has got done any sense. Chris has done it a couple of times, but. Yeah. I don't play with the older stuff, so I don't really care. Most of that older stuff doesn't matter to me. So, man, if I could go back in time. I I mean, when so I was funny. a kid, we we like traded away like really 
expensive cards now. You're like, mm, those cards were worth like ten grand now. We were trading them for garbage, basically. Yeah. My, yeah. Trade it for a piece of gold. So my buddy John traded, a, I think it was a Black Lotus for a, a Drizzdo Erden book when he was a kid because like the, they were roughly the same value. It was like twenty bucks or something. He's yeah. like, okay, we'll make that trade. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, it, you had no, we didn't yeah. know this game was going to, because no. like, in the 90s when this, this game started, so I think 94, 95 was when it really took off, um, and they were printing tons of cards, but there were so many card games because they all tried to feed off of the success of Magic. So you had like, uh, TSR, who had Dungeons and Dragons at the time, made, uh, a, um, a, a game like, I want to say like Spellbinder or something, but something it, like that. Yeah, I remember. I have a bunch of the that, cards yeah. from that. There, there was, was a Vampire a, one, the Vampires one. There was Netrunner. There were tons and tons. Like Star Wars tried Star, to make one. Star Wars has tried like eight times. Yeah, and, and failed every time. every time. Yeah. yeah. So, but there have been a lot over the years, and it wasn't until I think until Pokemon that you had another one that really kind of stuck. Yeah. Um, but you know, so no one knew at that yeah. time, like these were going to be worth a lot of money long term, but Lorcan is looking strong. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. How could it not? It's Disney characters with know. original art. Like it's not even just stuff from the movies. It's, it's all when original. Their targets, a younger audience. So yeah. they have a whole new, you know, and a lot of people are saying, Hey, magic's going to die, but I, my kids are teenagers and they love it and they don't have the old cards. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I think what people, I think what people are struggling with is magic traditionally you've seen, you know, competitive magic stuff and that's not where the player pool is. I think the player pool now is very casual, commander. I mean, you see yeah. that. I think Wizards of the Coast is being smart in some of that, uh, instance where they're, they're creating products for that, that audience more specifically. The group you, that Chris plays with, they, when they do like, Plan Saturday stuff. It's them, and then their kids yeah. come, and their kids' friends. And so there's a they have a whole section in their Discord where they're planning it out, and it's you know the the fifty and the forty year olds, and then the twenty the sixteen to twenty know? something. Yeah. So yeah, I don't see I don't see it dying off anytime soon no. if those kids keep playing. I yeah. see it recycling again. It's just such totally a good grown. game. It is a good game. It's hard to beat. Yeah. Chris likes it because he's like, every time I play, it's, di- it's different. Depends yeah. who I play against or it's what card I play. The, the best explanation I've ever had, it's uh, it's chess, but there's 50,000 pieces. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the, I mean, that's really yeah. the best description of magic ever. It's this kind of strategy and thinking five, Very six rock, moves paper, ahead. Scissors. Yeah, and yeah. and there's some element of chance to it, but there's also you know fifty thousand pieces. So yeah, um, yeah, that's crazy. I'm I'm glad to hear that you still play, uh, and that uh, that's part of what drives the the yep. passion and and the, the execution of these things. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of other stuff you do. You've got insulated cups and hats and. You know, ammo boxes yeah, and that's stuff like kind that. Of but Phil, <laughs> when I do boots, <laughs> that's the extra that's stuff, the cool that you do. stuff that yeah. I love to do. That's the stuff that's that you the can kind of stuff out. that people can just like spur the moment by, as opposed to have well, to make an investment. It's cheaper, in. right? Because you're buying some kind of prefabricated product, like an ammo can, and engraving it. Yeah, and and that's not as intensive from your perspective. Not that there's not you know, artistic, you know, requirements and there's time and stuff like that. But that's very different than like this, the custom wood stuff, like the clue thing that you described, like yep. that had to have taken you 
unbelievable numbers of hours to it do. It did take a long time. Yeah. <laughs> So, and, yeah. and I think that's something that a lot of people don't recognize too, is like when you do those gun cabinets, you know, you're charging, you know, 300 plus dollars for a custom gun cabinet. Um, but that's a lot of work to go into those things, you know, yeah. or the, the actual collectible card. Ca- I mean, these are big, like the yeah. card, the card storage thing is awesome. Like it's, you know, what, like six or seven or eight across, uh, of, like basically 500 count card holders and so it's like the size of a small entertainment center yeah this what? is i'm just showing a picture this is so my oh, wife wanted me wow. to do the bathroom so that's a, a live edge walnut countertop with the epoxy and then the uh Custom the vanity, vanity is built out of old barnwood it's have you ever tried one of those live edge tables where they turn the two live edges and they put like a yeah, string table. yeah, yeah. Where, i love find... watching them make those i think it's yeah. so cool where'd you find the sinks my wife got them somewhere like the basins are the so brass cool. i know yeah, the... when they got the star so she's like these are we gotta bring texas to utah <laughs> yeah that's great so, so that's where... so she ordered them and she's like here's the sinks she gave so me did... two brass sinks or copper so sinks she's like said, build something build something it. and that's what happened so did you do the custom paneling on the wall then to match the, yeah. the cabinetry of the vanity so, funny story she told me i couldn't do that I said, I'm going to do the walls in the bathroom. I'm going to do this around the walls, like kind of like the wainscoting, right? So she said, no, you're not. I said, okay. It looks so good. She went out of town for a week with her mom, and I did it. <laughs> <laughs> and she came back, and she's like, okay, we can keep it. Yeah, she's like, I love it. <laughs> yeah, we can keep it. It turned out pretty good. We can keep it. That's so cool. That's, That's so like cool. the opposite of Chris. When I was redoing the shower, I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. And he's like, I don't know how that's going to look. And then when it was done, he was like, oh, okay. So this isn't quite a full-time gig for you at this point. Still. No, uh, this no, is just a, This is a... That's awesome. An extended that's, hobby. That's our river table. And then we did LED lights below so it glows. This oh, is actually so cool. my son did most of the work on that. Those that's are so cool. cool. He'll, those, tell, he'll tell you that. But <laughs> Those river tables are so cool. Yeah. They're a lot of work though. Yeah. And it takes forever to do the epoxy and stuff, right? Because uh, you do all, you're doing all the layers. Well, it has to cure for seven days. Yeah. And you have to be careful because of the, the bubbles and. Correct. And you run, you, so you run a torch over it and heat it up and that, that kind of softens or, or loosens it and pops all the bubbles. So. But then you gotta run each layer that you do, you gotta run back over and sand it and polish it and then do another uh, layer. No, no, it's poured no. all at once. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you can do like a deep pour that'll go anything from a quarter inch to like two inches thick. Oh, okay. Okay. And so you do that all in one pour and you put, you, you gotta mix in the color. You clearly are not watching them build these tables on TikTok. Yeah. No. Yeah. I love so it. Whenever I come guys. across one, I'm just like, that's so cool. There's a lot of different kinds, and there's some that have like UV protection in them. So if it's in a sunny area, you don't want it to to turn yellow. Well, when he was talking about like the cards and stuff, there's a there's a guy, and I'm trying to remember what what he puts in it, what theme it is. I can't think of what, but he's done several where he does like a like a bar top or whatever, and he he pours it and he pours the colored resin. You know, yeah. slightly underneath, gets it all set up, and then he puts whatever the stuff is, and then he does the the clear resin to fill up yeah. the rest of it, and then that's under there it's like forever. Ocean scenes or uh, the Star Wars ones, Star I've Wars or like and... Disney themed or like different, yeah. uh, you know, Batman or whatever yeah, it might be cool. that is 
that's really cool. But anytime anybody's ever making one of those on TikTok, I watched the whole thing. So, so seeing those pictures, that's your shop, I assume, right? How how big is your shop? It's thirty by forty. That's a big shop. Yeah. Is it just a is it just a exterior building to the home? Yeah. Nice. That's yeah, a big shop. We had it built when we moved here. I have a video on here where it does like a walk through the, the shop. shop. Yeah, that's a nice big shop. So you can do really a lot of stuff. In kind there. of. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't seem so big sometimes. I did I, for this wallpaper company. They wanted me to do. Five by fifteen foot tables <sighs> on casters. I mean, that's hard to do in most any size shop. Like uh, that's a that's a big table. I can build one and then transport one. Luckily, I have a trailer big enough. But yeah, I can't that's do more a than big, one. Of those. That's, that's a big that's a, table. That's massive. But they're rolling out, you know, five foot by ten foot sheets of yeah wallpaper, cutting them, doing the prints and stuff. So. So yeah, I do do some big stuff, and I have you know one side is kind of dedicated to metal. Everything's on wheels, so I can move it out of the way, and if I need to work on a car in there or whatever, <laughs> then I can do that. That's so cool. That's so cool. Um, yeah. What's what is your favorite thing that you've ever done that I've ever built? Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> so I have a lot of favorites. I'd like to, I like building, I like doing, I've done some foam costumes. I don't know if you've seen any of those. I've seen some pictures of Some of my foam work. Um, if you go to Game Grid in Lehigh, there's foam weapons all around the store. Those are all mine. Oh, wow. oh that's cool. They've got about 20 of them. So they are oversized reproduction of magic cards. So I did the Colossus Hammer. Oh, wow. The hammer head is four feet wide. Wow. By two feet tall. It's PVC and foam. All of these are made so you can go in and grab them, take them off the thing, play around with them, put them back on. And then it's on a plaque that holds it there, and it's got a picture. It's got the actual magic card. Oh, that's that's really cool. cool. So those are cool. I did the Sword of Feast and Famine, Mm -hmm. the version with the leaves. Steve Belladin was the artist. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody sent him the picture, and he reached out to me, and he's like, this thing is so cool. Can you make me one? (laughs) That's so awesome. awesome. Yeah, so... So That's really it was cool. pretty cool. Um, I built a deck box early on. Yeah, yeah. your deck boxes are really cool, too. So I, you can see the magic card in the picture. Oh, see how yeah. tiny it is <laughs> compared Holy to the hammer? Cow. Right? And if you... Go, I wouldn't have even known that that was what it was, <laughs> except for that you pointed it out. Yeah. Um, there's more, too, if you scroll down there. Like, there's like six or seven weapons right there. But those are all like magic. And I've done a lot of Warhammer. I've done some video game. I did the Kratos Blades, which is out of... Gods of War video game. I've done that. I've done the Moonsteel Broadsword, which is out of... I can't remember which video game that is. It's so it's crazy that they're, inside that they're all foam. Yeah, it's crazy. That's just wild. It's crazy. Yeah, and, and like the deck boxes, like the really cool wooden deck boxes you do with the windows and the counters on top. Oh, I like that. Great. That's cool. The, this wood one? Uh-huh. So I'll show you. Probably my favorite build is a deck box. It's one of the first things that got me going. It's a really early picture. Although I built a boat too, which is really cool. <laughs> so I, like my, a seaworthy boat? Yeah. Me oh, and my nice. son built a little wooden race boat and, nice. uh, it's like four by eight. I've seen it's all awesome. the little pictures of your son on your page. I've been scrolling through oh, it, getting our <laughs> post for tomorrow oh, figured out. No so way. My wife loves that box. She hates magic, but that thing, she's like, you can sit it wherever. Yeah. I, I don't hate magic. I, I'm, I'm neutral. 
Yeah. Because he loves it and I don't care and he doesn't you make me do anything with one. it. But this, this, this is, is awesome. So I, I, Urza's is my favorite set. So the life counter dials on the top are based off of the Urza's logo. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause they're all the gears and, and it locks and then it's got all the magic symbols on the side and those are buttons to open the secret drawers. Oh, that's, that's so cool. So that holds cool. dice and stuff. So that box is crazy. That's, oh, that's really probably cool. one, that's probably one of my favorites. Wow, that is that. freaking cool. How long did that box take you to do? Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was the first time I'd ever done secret drawers. So just figuring that out took me like a week. Oh man. Just to figure out the mechanism. That still seems like a short amount of time. I, yeah, that's. Have you made another one of these? I have. These are, that's, have, that is I made five cool. more. I did a dragon themed one. So I can't sell those. Oh, I they love magic. Yeah, they have the magic so I did an angel one. I did a sliver one. I did a dragon. I did a black. That's pretty, pretty one. freaking cool. Yeah, it's, that one's pretty cool. Yeah, that's, in, that's insane. That's I love so much. anything with dragons on it. Yeah, so, go. I mean, this is the kind of stuff like you can't, you can't really find stuff like this commercially made. Like, no. you there's find just a no crappy way. one on Wish that no. might work or might not, but it's actually your photo. Yeah. yeah. I, like, it, this is the kind of stuff that you can only get from someone that's had a lot of experience just creating really unique Or that's willing to, like, try. Yeah, I think this is what Chris was telling me about. That's, like, that's the big cabinet. Yeah. yeah. So that one's got 70 drawers to hold magic cards. It's seven See, feet tall. I would rather him, scroll. like, invest in this than the thing that he has and have it somewhere in the house because I... The cabinet that he keeps his cards in oh, has... Don't worry. Something, something I, oh, looks... He's seen it. <laughs> I've seen He's I, seen that I, one. <laughs> I've seen those cabinets. Don't worry. I've been looking at the, them. The Seriously. cabinet that he has it in now, it's th- those stupid long white boxes, but the doors are glass. So when you walk into oh, really? his office, you see a wooden cabinet it, with... It's just like a, it's like a small, it's That's like a funny. small glass faced entertainment center. And it's just it's not the, originally what we had. It's the perfect size to hold long oh, boxes. That's cool. And so I've got so, a bunch of long boxes in there. So this is, we were talking about where I get my ideas. I had a dream about this box. My brother-in-law <laughs> brought cool. over this huge chunk of purple heart and he was going to build a box for his wife in my shop that's in Texas. That's beautiful. It sat there for four years and oh, I kept wow. looking at this thing. When are you going to do something? And my brain just I had a dream to build this heart-shaped crazy box out of it, and I built it, and I called him. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I, I stole your wood. I used your wood, <laughs> and he was going to build this thing for his wife, and I'm like, but let's give this to your wife. So. You can so still now, have it for your wife. That, that box, that and it so turned beautiful. out so that awesome. really cool. And he, he built these coasters with magic cards in there, the worst things ever. So I can only imagine what it would have looked like. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But, yeah, that's funny. That is so awesome. So, okay, so where can people go to find you, to to look at your stuff, to buy your stuff? To, to tell you that they have XYZ thing and they need it. They need something to fit it. Yeah, they can go to silverbackcustom.com. My website's there. Or Instagram is just my name, Spencer Heiner at Instagram. Yeah. yeah, I just talking to you and like I'm looking behind you so there's you can see a, a rack of of board games like 
the Marvel United stuff that's on the top there. Like that's all custom minifigs that Simon Games uh, got licensing to do. And so there these it's a really really fun game, but every one of those boxes has a bunch of like individual It has like the all of the minifigs. So and, it's like Warhammer kind of? Uh not really cuz it's just a we'll it's show just you a straight after the board podcast game. So you can see what it looks like. But, but it's it, really it, fun. It, it does have a bunch of paintable minifigures and stuff, but like that's an impractical oh, way I to think store this is all of them. Oh, he was telling me about that's like a flag. Yeah, this, gun that gun this was another one of my favorite builds. Yeah. That was for a fallen police officer, and um, during that big BLM movement, mm-hmm. the, the, the parents had some stuff in their front yard that were that's memorializing awesome. him, that's and it got that's vandalized. What you're me about right? They destroyed. Or no, they, no, that's something yeah, different. No, they destroyed their yard, and so somebody came to me and said, "Hey, can we go together and build something cool for their son who fell, who was a fallen police officer?" So we did this awesome. Oh wow! So that the, is really cool. The the badge is custom. That badge is the badge for the police station that he served in, and then where the badge number was, I put his name in there instead. So it's all like totally yeah, I noticed customized. His name, That's and really cool. Saying on there and the thin blue line and it's all walnut and maple. It's like really, really nice. That's so cool. Yeah. Awesome. Like it's just like the, it's unending. The kind of stuff yeah. that you can do is just that's it's it's really cool. So yeah, go out to his site and definitely look and see. Oh, that's a cool boat. Oh, is that like a tealy blue color? Is that a full size boat? It's four by eight. That is beautiful. You've gone on the water with that? Yes, many times. Really? You can swipe over. Look how pretty it is. It's a race boat, so they race them in the Northeast. Um, It's not huge here. They're big in Seattle. Uh, In Texas, we had quite a few, but I'm the only one that owns one in Utah. <laughs> so, so it's in my garage. In water I know that. I look giant, right? <laughs> it's because it's meant for someone like your son. <laughs> well, you, yeah, yeah, you kneel in it, and yeah, then, yeah it's crazy. That's awesome. That's, really That's so cool. pretty. Yeah. That's awesome. What drove you to make that? You're like, I, I want to make a boat. A friend was like, Hey, I'm going to build a boat. Do you want to build a boat? <laughs> Did you ever watch NCIS? <laughs> yeah. Did we built the boat in his basement over and over and over and over I again? Didn't see that one. Uh, oh, it was like a running. Yeah, it was recurring. That it was uh, a running. Uh, what's his name? That'll that'll give you the the boss Gibb. guy Gibbs. Gibbs. Yeah. Gibbs. He was always building a boat in his basement. Oh yeah. But then like yeah, he'd remember, have to and like. Then he, but but you he didn't have any way to get it out. That's funny. So he had to, like, he they would were, just take it apart and then start well, building it again. Well, again. No, it, the guy, he took it out once. He got it out by destroying the wall. Yeah, but like that was like towards the end. But there were ti- like three or four times in between that where he like dismantled it and then started rebuilding it. <laughs> yeah. That's probably the one you're talking about. Oh, that might so be. So that's a flag. Is that I did. the one? And yeah, you, yeah. Those are. If you scroll okay. over, it's got the gun cabinet. That one yeah. I did for my brother. He he actually cried Oops. when I gave it to him. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, I, this is just, your oh, stuff is, is fantastic. Cool. Everything from like custom shelving that you have pictures of on your site for you know that's some of the awesome. stores that you've done and. Yeah, just lots and lots of great stuff. So awesome, thank you. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to to come over here and and uh, chat with us. And I'm tell glad us it about worked out for you travel wise too. Yeah, it worked out perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah this was fun. Thank you. Yeah, um, we we're gonna do the bird. Julie's gonna do the yep, bird, and the then bird Chris is gonna do word. his favorite thing. We haven't had the bird for a while because only Julia can do the bird. 
She hit a car and it reminded her about birds. No, no, I have a I have a book called The Field Guide to Dumb Birds of the Whole Stupid World. So today's bird is called the Eurasian bullfinch, also known as the Eurasian butt finch. Uh, found throughout Asia and Europe, this finch is often described as bullheaded, but really it has a very small head for a bird with such a fat body. It is a relatively quiet little bird. However, it is still considered a major pain in the ass by farmers because of the voracious little fuckers relish the tender buds of the fruit trees and can wipe out most of an orchard before the fruit has even grown. Of course, once the uh, uh, once the young buds are no longer available, they're happy to eat your fruit, berries, and any seeds that might be left too. What a bunch of buttholes. Funny. <laughs> Our guest likes it. <laughs> <laughs> who comes up with this stuff? I don't. I don't know. There's a guy who did That's bird watching funny. at one point, and he was like, "Birds are stupid." Yeah. So this is his version of a field guide. I I uh, am inclined to agree. He's with got that multiple statement. books. That's funny. Uh, okay, and our affirmation for this week: uh, love like people aren't total assholes. <laughs> of course, you've been hurt. People can be stupid, selfish, destructive, fuck nuts. But choosing to live your live life with your dukes up, waiting for assholes and uh, in everyone to come out and uh, come out insulates you from the brilliance in people. You'll be a force to be reckoned with if you love people with the tenderness and ferocity of someone who's digging for gold in everyone. That was pretty good. So. Yeah. <laughs> This one there was are some particularly. People I would like to uh, dig for gold in. <laughs> I don't think they mean it like uh. that. <laughs> I don't think they mean actually killing people. Oh, okay. Uh, if you like what you hear, um, you know, please uh, like the the show out on all the different platforms. Share it. Leave us reviews. Uh, feel free to join our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash TNUP. Uh, and, uh, you can join, get on our Discord server. Um, we're building a community there as well. Um, all our social media is at TNU podcast, uh, and then the website, thenewutah.com. Um, hopefully you guys all have a great week and, um, hopefully Jeremy will be back it's, next it's week. Stay warm. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't count on it but it's maybe maybe not we'll we'll see how he's feeling next week um but uh have a good week uh enjoy the cold snowy weather and uh we'll see you next week Bye.